0: Okay, there we go. Whoa, feedback. This, this is, is ugly, ugly. Phil. What are you waiting for? Do it!
1: it! Triple M.
2: Last night we did a segment where, having not heard from Snooki for ages, and she was on Jersey Shore, I said, who else haven't we heard from in ages and you gave us a whole bunch of suggestions uh one being yahoo serious how did
0: you go trying to find him
3: Well, I've managed to find radio and TV personality Jonathan Coleman for you.
0: I've almost been that segment a few times.
2: (laughs) The reason I'm talking to you is people have suggested we get hold of Yahoo! Serious. Now, the producer Sammy X has found you as one step closer to him because you were in the movie.
0: That's right. I was in the movie uh, Young Einstein as uh, Wolfgang, the German beer brewer. (laughs) And I had uh, a a very nice guy who was like a sort of short person, a, a real dwarf who was supposed to be my brother. I remember his real name was Greg Pease. Or Greg, Greg Pease. Pease, Peed or Pease? I think it was P-E-E-D or P-E-A-D. Okay. I think he now lives on the northern beaches somewhere. He came from Newcastle originally right. and uh, she was married to a, a girl called Lulu Pincus. And she was in the movie as well. Yeah, he's out there somewhere. He's still alive. Great. And then I think after that movie, he did a uh, Reckless Kelly or something like that yep. with uh, Alexi Sale, I think.
2: Really? Okay. Well, you've helped me on the next step of our journey. So yeah. is he still making films or is he retired? Do you know any of that?
0: I think he's still making documentaries and surf movies oh, and stuff like good. that but I know he's still doing something. He used to be an editor at Newcastle Television, I think at Wynn TV, but he's definitely out there somewhere.
2: You've helped me out tremendously. Our next step of the journey is to go and find Yahoo! Serious, and if we ever have a segment called Where's John Coleman?" Now? It doesn't matter because I know. (laughs) Well, there you go. There's a few people that uh, you can try up on the northern coast, I think, of New South Wales.
3: Northern beaches, yeah. Northern
2: beaches, yeah. Makes documentaries. Yep. Maybe somebody else can help you out with locating Yahoo! Serious.
3: Where because, will this take us next? I don't know, I'm a bit
2: concerned tomorrow night you'll have, I don't know, Debbie Newsome on the phone or somebody like that. Yeah. Hey, I haven't managed to get Yahoo! Serious, Phil, but Tony Barber knows him and he's on the phone now. Pennsylvania man allegedly fired for farting too much at work. The guy was working at, and you couldn't write this stuff, He was working at Case Pork Roll in 2004 and he believed he did a good job. Only problem was he weighed about 420 pounds but he underwent gastric bypass surgery to get rid of his own pork belly. (laughs) Just love journalists sometimes. Poetic license is unbelievable. Apparently, now, because of the surgery, he had embarrassing side effects, including extreme gas, which caused significant disruption in the workplace. Apparently, the boss said, we can't run an office and have visitors running around while we have odour here in the office. Which brings me to this. There's got to be a punchline or two here. You ready? I'm ready, go on. I guess he got the arse.
3: Brilliant. <laughs> oh, I've got more. Go on then.
2: I wonder if he had to go to HRs.
3: Aww. <laughs> hey, 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 hey,
2: go on then, what do you got?
3: Well, it all sounds like a lot of hot air to me. Oh, hot air,
2: there it is, what have you got? Punchline time.
0: Wow. <laughs>
3: Pennsylvania
2: man fired for farting too much at work. How are you, Sam? Yeah, not
0: too bad, thanks. How are
2: you? I'm alright. So the guy gets fired for farting too much at work. What's the punchline?
4: Yeah, his fart just wasn't in it. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's so clever. On so many different levels. Thank you. Pinky, how are you?
4: Good brother, yourself? What's the punchline? Oh, mate, I reckon he blew his chances at employment. (laughs)
2: I just live to hear from you, man.
4: Ah, uh, mate, you love it, so do I. How are you, Stephen? Not too bad,
0: Phil. It's a gas working in this office.
2: I knew there was going to be a gas there somewhere. Hello, Neil, how are you?
0: Ah, uh, well, thanks, Phil. How are you going?
2: What's the punchline?
0: The restaurant is obviously known for its gastronomy. Oh!
2: I don't need to be here. You come and do the show. <laughs> how are you, Mick?
0: How are you? What have you got? Isn't it glad that they stopped smoking
2: in the offices? Smoking works on so many levels. Hey Chris, what have you got? Hey
5: Phil, how you going, brother? Go ahead, man. Well, I'm a bush, I work in a main room, we get a lot of different smells, and when you fight at work, it's still on the nose.
2: <laughs> Pig's nose!
5: <laughs> hey, that's it. <laughs>
2: Marie, it's good to have a female contribution, although women don't have a sense of humor when it comes to fighting, I found.
3: Hey, I've got a husband that farts all the time.
2: That's love. <laughs>
3: Is that
2: what it is? What have you you got? Well,
3: he's always saying it's worth bottling. It would run the car forever.
2: When was the last time he gave you a good Dutch oven? A
3: couple of nights ago. (laughs) Thank you, darling.
2: How are you, Brad? What's the punchline, brother? She was wearing a double D, size double D. So I asked her what the sum was. Curious,
3: that one. Lola, L-O-L-A. Hello. What's the punchline? Better out than in.
2: L-O-L-A, Lola. Walks like a woman, but farts like a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's your punchline.
5: What's
1: that, Your name's not down, you're not coming in. Not tonight, you're not on a list.
3: Tonight in Sydney, Halsey at the Metro, Bournes at the Newtown Social Club, Block Party at the Enmore Theatre, and Kurt Vile and the Violators at the Opera House. In Melbourne tonight, Elephant at the Howler, Leon Bridges at 170 Russell, Foles at Festival Hall and Gary Clark Jr. at the Forum Theatre. I'm Sammy X. Does anybody know how I can find Yahoo! Serious?
2: <laughs> and that's cheating. Gaza with the goss. Lemmy's funeral. Lemmy from Motorhead. The funeral will be televised.
3: Yes, it will. The revolution will be televised, Phil. The Lemmy funeral will take place this Saturday at Hollywood's uh, Forest Lawn Memorial Cemetery, which is pretty much the cemetery of stars. Oh, really? Uh, If you've ever been there, it is just chock full of every possible celebrity imaginable. Now, commencing 3pm their times, that's uh, 10am... our time, they are going to be broadcasting it live on the Motorhead channel. Wow,
2: fantastic. It's also The Wake, which is happening at the Rainbow, and I'm going to speak to the guy from the Rainbow about that later on this week as well.
3: Oh, look, Lemmy always had his uh, seat there, and he's always surrounded by very high-class hookers, if the rumours are to be uh, believed.
2: Go to your favourite bar or your favourite club and watch that as well. Uh, here's Lemmy's last interview. I thought you might want to hear it.
3: Oh, absolutely. You would say you started out doing differently.
0: Louder and faster. because we were the year before punk. Happened, you know. A lot of people really didn't like us, you know, the press didn't like us. I liked a lot of the bands, but I didn't like a lot of them as well. The best were The Damned and The Pistols. I never liked The Clash particularly. I liked Joe Strummer and his previous band, The 101ers. Punk gave the music business a kick up the ass, you know, which she was really in need of at the time, you know.
2: So that's Lemmy Kilmeister, the funeral will be telecast, and that's going to be happening 10am on Sunday, our time, 10th of January. So we don't have a sound wave, however, I've got uh, John Sankey on the phone, the drummer from Devil You Know. He's in Los Angeles, and he's putting together, with your help, because it's a crowd-sourced event, Legion 2016, and they've just announced Devil Drive is going to be there, along with Aversion Crown, Devil You Know, Darkest Hour, Battlecross, Caligula's Horse, Rick Dangerous and the Silky Bantams and a whole bunch more. In fact, I think they're trying to get together about 30 bands, so it's well worth it. They'll be the only metal and hard rock festival in Australia this year. How's it going, John?
4: You know, we're working hard, really hard. You know, I don't think we would have dove into this thing as much as we have if we didn't feel like we could get to the top.
2: I'm sure there's been a few late nights where you've thought, I've made a rod for my own back here. (laughs)
4: Yeah, there's been a couple of those already.
2: This will be Australia's largest crowdfunding campaign. In fact, the uh, previous one raised a million. The first major rock festival worldwide to be run without a traditional event promoter as well.
4: Uh, That's definitely part of my nature. I mean, you know, go big. I just feel like this is one of those moments just got to go for it an opportunity to do something like this does not come along often at all
2: and good on you for doing that as well and there's definitely a huge appetite out there for it now you've got approximately 10 international acts you're looking at 20 australian (laughs) bands as well so playing over three stages and at this stage uh i've noticed that you've just got devil driver as well announced how many more have you got still to go uh and can you give us a clue
4: I can't really give a clue. I didn't think you would. I wish (laughs) I could, mate. That's cool. (laughs) We've got so many things going on right now, you know, from day to day. Things are are coming together more and more and more, you know. I really wish more than anything that we could just put a whole line up out there right now. Obviously, there's so many moving parts and variables to this and so many things happening on the fly. We just have to be really sure before we put that info out there. You know, we're looking at uh, upwards of like 30 bands.
2: Well, a lot of us were really gutted about what happened with Soundwave, and not that many people care about the politics, they just want to go and see the bands. I think it's really important too that you mentioned that all the fans have to do is pledge. That gets you a guaranteed Mm -hmm. ticket to the festival, but the payment won't get processed until the goal is reached and the event is guaranteed, so no one's going to lose money
4: here. Absolutely not. That's the thing, you know, that was very important. So yeah, we, we've really tried to reiterate that fact, that if you want to go to a festival, and trust me, we're going to have some great bands. It's not a pledge as in, yeah, you know, we're putting a hand out, not at all. It's just like, yeah, here you go, we're putting this on, yep. buy a ticket, that's the only way it will happen. If we don't get there, if we don't reach the goal, not a, you know, you haven't paid a cent.
2: Right got to talk to you John John Sankey there the uh, drummer from Devil You Know and the guy trying to put the Legion 26 line up together so make sure you pledge to that as well it's happening Easter weekend and as he mentioned there too um, if you pledge and the thing doesn't happen you don't lose any money which is great and it'd be great to see a metal festival in Australia in 2016 like with more gossip about this Guns and Roses reunion and that will be of course if Axel actually turns up
3: oh look he's, he's notorious for leaving audience members uh, hanging and waiting, and look, it's like we've been hanging and waiting for a Guns N' Roses reunion of this sort for a very, very long time. And look, latest news is that uh, Stephen Adler is now in talks with them. Uh, he's negotiating the original, of course, Guns N' Roses drummer. But you've got the current Guns N' Roses drummer, the, the Axel Guns N' Roses drummer, in the fold at the moment. But right. look, if, if they get things negotiated, perhaps uh, Adler will be joining the, uh, the lineup. Which is already Slash, Duff, and Axel.
2: I was talking to a mate of mine who's a Guns N' Roses fan, and I said, I wonder how long it'll take if Axel gets up to his usual histrionics and doesn't turn up on time, all the other things that he gets involved in. I wonder if Slash, because he's a businessman now, whether he will hang around or whether he'll go, look, you know what, I'm just not putting up with this. <laughs> I think he'd be one of the first to go and, you know, the Adlers and the people like that who don't have the coin will be the ones hanging in there.
3: Rumours that be believe there's going to be a whole range of warm-up shows before Coachella oh, yeah. in America right. and uh, they're asking $3 million per show. So they'll, really? have to, they'll have to honour those for the promoters to pay the $3 million, which would mean that fans would be paying up to about $250, $260, which is Rolling Stones prices. So I, th- I reckon Guns N' Roses fans will pay that too.
2: I'd like to see them all on stage, like, you know, you're Izzy's, Gilby, Stephen Adler, Dizzy Reed, Richard uh, Fortas, Frank Ferrer, Chris Pittman, all on there, all at once, all playing, a bit like the Electric Light Orchestra.
3: <laughs> a revolving door of yeah. Guns N' Roses members. That's it,
2: yeah. <laughs> See, anyone who's not on stage is Axel, because he left. Yeah. Somebody that I really enjoyed talking to last year, in fact, one of the first guests we had on The Rubber Room were the Eagles of Death Metal. I spoke to Jesse, and this was, of course, before all of the tragic incidents that happened around them in in, uh, Paris. But we were talking back before all that happened. As I said, he was the very first guest we had on uh, The Rubber Room. And I was talking about Eagles of Death Metal, the latest album. First one for about seven years, I think.
5: Eagles of Death Metal has a really beautiful problem in that we were able to tour for a really long time on one album. We're like, I guess we're doing an American pre-tour. I I mean, I don't know what that means. Again, herein lies a demonstration of the beautiful problem. I am able to tour before I release an album. I
2: heard they did a documentary. It was a year in your life.
5: It was pretty interesting to have an English film crew stuffed up my ass for a year and a half, you know what I mean? So it was difficult for me to pass up the opportunity.
2: Well, it's kind of like a reality TV audition, just in case a big network comes to you and wants you to be the next Bachelor.
5: No, you and me have to do a f***ing reality show together where we live together. Yep. The zaniness that will ensue oh, yeah. when a brother from up top and a brother from down under get together and make a yin and yang of Australio Americano.
2: And I think we should use as our blueprint Brett Michaels in Rock of Love. Because I think the yeah. idea that we're both looking for yeah. love, but we'll have to sleep with lots of beautiful women in order to find the right one.
5: Yeah, and I, and I love the blatant absurdity of that premise right out of the get-go. Because <laughs> that show was hilarious. So you want to find love by engaging in hookerdom. Excellent. <laughs> Pretty f-ing hilarious, man. Okay,
2: so let's talk about Zipper Down. This is a metaphor, isn't it?
5: Yeah, well, it's a metaphor, and it's also like a phrase that we used to say uh, in the desert when people would get excited or get a little overwhelmed with whatever. We would say like, zipper down, dude. Relax. It's actually a Boy Scout phrase. Really? Zipper down is Boy Scouts. You're actually closing up the tent. So wow. Zipper down means lights out. That's what gives the uh, phrase its irony to Joshua and I, especially because the cover is a beautiful girl unzipping her bosom and spilling forth the human nipples that are Joshua and I.
2: Gee, that's fantastic. You know, I can't wait to suckle this album. You know, for years and years, people have been banging on about the end of the world. People used to walk around the street with placards going, the the world is ending, the end is nigh. In fact, I still think they do that as well around some train stations. But lately, this has reached a bit of fever pitch, if you have a look at the ravings of conspiracy theorists and mad people on YouTube. However, I was watching Ghostbusters 2. The other night on TV with Bill Murray, and this came on, and I was watching, I went, did I just
3: miss that? Have a listen.
1: Elaine, now you had another date in mind.
3: According to my source, the end of the world will be on February 14th in the year 2016.
1: Valentine's Day. Bummer. Hmm? Where'd you get your date, Elaine?
3: I received this information from an alien. As I told my husband, it was in the Paramus Holiday Inn. I was having a drink at the bar, alone, and this alien approached me. He started talking to me. He bought me a drink, and then I think he must have used some kind of a ray or a mind-control device because he forced me to follow him to his room, and that's where he told me about the end of the world.
1: So your alien had a room at the Holiday Inn, Paramus.
3: (laughs) It might have been a room on the spacecraft made up to look like a room at the Holiday Inn. I can't be sure about
1: that, Peter. Of course not. And that is the whole problem with aliens, is you just can't trust them. (laughs) Did you
2: hear that, though? February 14, 2016. That's soon. So the good side, I mean, obviously there's some bad sides of that. (laughs) But the good side is at least I won't have to buy Mrs. Ugly a Valentine's Day present this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, everyone's a winner, man. I see that they've just got this petition that's been launched calling for a newly discovered heavy metal element to be named after Lemmy from Motorhead. Apparently the petition, which you can incidentally join and sign, was launched by Change.org, who are calling on the International Union of Pure and Applied Chemistry to name one of the four new elements that they've found after Lemmy. They want to call it Lemmium. Apparently, a star's already been named after Lemmy, and so that name meets the requirements of the International Union of Pure and uh, Applied Chemistry. They say that all new elements can be named after a mythological concept, a mineral, a place or a country, a property or a scientist. And they say, well, Lemmy was a rock and roll scientist, so there you go. you want to get this new element named after Lemmy? The Lemmium. Go to change.org. Although, my favourite element is nickel. Always has been, always will be. You can never go past the nickel. Speaking. Hi, mate, it's Phil here at Triple M. Just want to know if you can help me with um, things like commodities and, and those sort of prices. I can try. I'm interested in investing in something like nickel. I just wanted to know, do you think, um, what's the market fluctuation on, on with nickel? Is nickel back? Yep. As an investment. Or um, uh, is nickel back?
4: So in what...
2: Just in terms of investing in commodities.
4: Um, you know, well, you know, I
2: mean, just a friend of mine said to me, you know, if you're going to invest, you know, gold and, and, and silver, but apparently nickel's the way to go. I mean, it, you know, do you think they will bring nickel back to, um, you know, the commodity that it once was? Um, well, I don't
4: think it's really, you know, it, it, it's definitely not sort of... Obviously, the, the focus has been on China of late and sort of flowing there. I
2: thought with nickel sort of... Nickel back to the future with some of the uh, investments of late, um, especially in that? China. Yeah, I mean you can talk to you can talk gold and silver is always a, a precious commodity, but with nickel back to that, I mean, do you think there's a future in that? Sorry. All right, hey, thanks for your time. <clears throat> so over Christmas in Denver, in America, volunteers handed out a thousand pre-rolled joints to the needy on Christmas Eve. I smoke two joints in the morning This happens I smoke two joints at night so the kind-hearted people in Denver, USA, staff at the charity Cannabis Can, organised the goodwill gesture saying they wanted to raise awareness of homelessness and the benefits of cannabis. They said that cannabis can make a difference, and that's what we stand for. So as well as handing out the free spliffs, which they grew legally, volunteers handed out business cards and leaflets with information about how people could donate to charity. Isn't that kind? Isn't that lovely? Sometimes the world could just be a beautiful place, isn't it? So in Denver, in Colorado, have a listen to this. It's illegal to smoke weed in public, but it can be given to a, as a gift to someone who's 21 or over. <laughs> Weird, man. <laughs> what is that? Do you know back in the 1950s, they used to have the best anti-marijuana ads? You'd go to the cinema and they'd run the ad before the movie, and it was about the dangers of Mary Jane back in the 1950s.
5: The in crowd calls it Mary Jane. Does it make kids wild?
4: big city chick just died. Anything goes wrong in this crummy town, they blame pot.
5: It's illegal to possess Mary Jane, yet it's hidden in almost every high school hallway and locker room. That's your girlfriend? Girlfriend? Mary Jane. <laughs> Fabian and his girlfriend, Diane McBain. Their love jeopardized by Mary Jane. I've read about marijuana.
0: I don't condemn it and I don't condone it. You've probably smoked it yourself. I have smoked it. Do you admit it? Sure, you do a lot of crazy things in college.
5: Is it habit-forming, dangerous, (laughs) brain-damaging?
4: Jerry, don't go. Don't you know what they're doing?
5: Mary Jane, the excuse for anything. Is this what it leads to? (laughs) But every happening is real as life. Real as life?
2: Let that be a lesson to you, kids. I'm not really much into WWE. In fact, to be honest with you, I'm not into it at all. However, I was very impressed with the chairman of the board, Vince McMahon, who's 70 years of age now. The chairman of the WWE, jumping in the ring at Monday Night Raw. Now, as I said, this guy's 70 years old, many times a millionaire. He looked fantastic. You know when you see older guys? I mean, yeah, and there was a photo of Dennis Quaid in the paper as well, and he still looked good. I mean, the face kind of goes, but the body is still in great shape, and that's what I wanted. Vince McMahon from WWE, he had these huge guns as well. And as I said, I'm not really much into the WWE. However, one of the best people I've ever spoken to was the Miz WWE Champion, who popped in, he took a few calls. I said to him, um, you know, what are some of the sledges that you get when you're walking into the ring? Dude, you can't even Velcro, your Velcro shoes, really, Miz? I like how you've teamed up with the big show. Have you ever accidentally, because you obviously share a changing room, put on his underpants and gone,
0: hang on a minute...
2: Uh, No, I I don't think I'd want to Working with the big show may actually In some respects may be a little bit of a drawback And I'll tell you why Because when I go to the gym and I'm pumping up And I look at myself in the mirror and I think Wow man, look at me, you know I'm a beefcake and then, like, some really big guy comes and stands next to you and you go, oh, no, I'm not. Do you, like, do you feel like that when well, you're like...
1: Big show's big. Yeah. He's not ripped. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not really worried, like, if we go to a gym and the girls are checking us out to yeah. say, like, oh, I want the big guy. I, usually the girls would go to me. You know, I am called the chick magnet for yeah, a reason. I, you know, the guy's not Vasquez? Vasquez. <laughs> Wow. Is that the word of the day? Flex is that magazine, the word right? of the day? And
2: it said, you know, in order, as you get older, your skin becomes a little saggier and less vascous.
1: Well, Big Show is, bi- is older than me. <laughs> but he's not He's, va- he's you're like more 38. Vascus. I-, I guess I'm more vascous. You are yes. more vascus Thank than you for he is, lear- making hey? me <laughs> learn <laughs> a new word that, today. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I'm mean. going to start using that word very often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to see on Monday Night Raw. Next oh, Monday Night Raw, you're going to be like, show. I'm sorry. I'm just more vascus than you. Hey, Chris. Yeah. You're on with Miz. I just want to know with it's work wrestling
5: with the Big yeah, right.
1: Show. Absolutely incredible to work with the Big Show. I mean, he is the biggest guy in the WWE. Who else would you want to work with? I mean, who else would you want to be your tag team partner? I mean, name anyone. You can't. Frank,
2: you should say, I am the Miz. Have you used that yet?
1: What's that? I am the Miz. I am Miz. I am the Miz. Uh, but you, Have you not heard my latest catchphrase? I'm the Miz and I'm awesome. Yeah, but I don't like the Miz more. What do you mean? Just, I'm the Miz? Yeah. Just, I'm the Miz? Yeah. Well, that's good, but that I don't think mean it's great. Anything. I don't think, think it's I'm awesome. Means yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm the Miz and I'm Vasquez. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Not, yeah, not, no, you no, just want me to change awesome?
2: No, 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 but people will like, awesome's old school. Awesome is not old school. Miz. Everyone, Everyone always, always like, says, you oh, are man, the that's mez, awesome. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. That's awesome. That's cool. And then when the Miz takes off, when the, yeah, well, they will. When, the, uh, when it comes out, when it's the new phrase, people will go, you're the Miz. Hey, Steve. <laughs> yeah? You know that the Miz who is the Mez. you know he's Vasquez? Did you know that? He's what? He's Vasquez, man. You see? Not they don't that? know what Vasquez
1: means. Now, do you know what awesome means? Awesome?
4: See? Awesome. The Miz thinks he's awesome. See? Yes, but see? he's Vasquez, too. See? Yeah, no one knows what
0: Vasquez uh, is. They'll learn. No one knows what Vasquez is. Shut, Shut up, see? dude. Who's see? Why Everyone's why you on
1: my side for once. Thank you. <laughs>
2: the Miz. Best guest ever, I think.
1: Yeah, Troy, what's up, man? Brother, the word vascular.
0: What? The word vascular. No, vascus! No, you're thinking of the word viscous and that's got to do with how oil flows, mate, when it gets hot.
2: Yeah, but when your body gets hot and the oil goes through it, then it becomes vascus. Vascular is the plural of that.
0: I'd love to help you. (laughs) (laughs) It's atrocious. It's an atrocious word, it's vascular. It's putrid.
3: Shut up now! You may find this a bit disturbing. Hold me. Go! I believe you are triple M. The Rubber Room.